Good morning and welcome to St. Patrick's Cathedral. Today we celebrate the third Sunday of Lent. You can find today's worship aid online on the cathedral's website. It's at www.stpatrickscathedral, all spelled out, .org slash live. Our celebrant this morning is His Eminence Timothy Cardinal Dolan, Archbishop of New York. Please now rise and sing our entrance hymn, which can be found in the blue St. Michael's hymnals in the pews in front of you. It's hymn number 470. Christ is made the sure foundation. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Peace be with you. 
You're sure all very welcome to Sunday Mass here at America's Parish Church, St. Patrick's Cathedral, this third Sunday of Lent. As we continue our Lenten journey towards Holy Week and Easter, we're grateful for the company of um, those who are with us, uh, a Catholic Faith Network and the Catholic Channel, Sirius XM 129, and our own live stream, so that we might offer this holy sacrifice of the Mass the more worthily. We call to mind our sins, and we ask for the mercy that flows from the cross of Christ. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us all to life everlasting. Amen. mercy and of all goodness, who in fasting, prayer, and almsgiving have shown us a remedy for sin, look graciously upon this confession of our lowliness, that we who are bowed down by our conscience may always be lifted up by your mercy through our Lord, Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you. In the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. There we go. A reading from the book of Exodus. In those days, God delivered all these commandments. I, the Lord, am your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, that place of slavery. You shall not have other gods besides me. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. For the Lord will not leave unpunished the one who takes his name in vain. Remember to keep holy the Sabbath day. Honor your mother and father that you may have a long life in the land which the Lord, your God, is giving you. You shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male or female slave, nor his ox, or his ass, nor anything else that belongs to him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, you 
from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles, but to those who are called, Jews and Greeks alike, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Eternal life. 
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Since the Passover of the Jews was near, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. He found in a temple area those who had sold oxen, sheep, and doves, as well as the money changers seated there. He made a whip out of cords and drove them all out of the temple area with the sheep and oxen and spilled the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And to those who sold doves, he said, take these out of here and stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples recalled the words of scripture, zeal for your house will consume me. At this, the Jews answered and said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered and said to them, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews said, this temple has been under construction for 46 years, and you will raise it up in three days. But he was speaking about the temple of his body. Therefore, when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered what he had said this, and they came to believe the scripture and the word Jesus had spoken. While he was in Jerusalem for the feast of Passover, many began to believe in his name when they saw the signs he was doing. But Jesus would not trust himself to them because he knew them all and did not need anyone to testify about human nature. He himself understood it well. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Our first reading from the Holy Bible this morning from the book of Exodus reminds me of Brother James. Brother James was a divine word missionary. And I lived with the uh, divine word missionaries at their house of formation on the campus of the Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C. 45 years ago when I was a graduate student and I love brother James at that time he was already in his mid to late 80s but I used to really enjoy him hearing him speak about the three decades that he had spent as a missionary in Papua New Guinea 
Papua New Guinea. Now that would have been the beginning of last century. And oh, I enjoyed listening to his stories. He, he said that, well, you know, by our standards, these tribes in Papua New Guinea were, uh, oh my, they were terribly backwards and uncivilized and primitive. But he said he came to love them and reverence them very much. And he said he, he would observe them. And after a while, it became very obvious to him that these so-called primitive people had a very compelling moral code that was embedded in them. Oh, it wasn't written out anywhere, but it was just obvious. He said, wow. He said they, they had the god of their tribe. Oh, and they would never turn to the god of another tribe. They uh, had a deep reverence for the name of their god, and every lunar cycle they would keep a day in honor of their god. Deep respect for parents and family, children, Brother James observed. Fighting and violence, killing, well, he said there was some, but they seemed to be very strict about that only being in self-defense. Fidelity to children and the mother or father of your children. No taking what was not theirs and the value of their own word of honesty. He said he, he just detected this moral code that was evident in everything they did. And he said after a while, he said, my God, this sounds familiar. They know the Ten Commandments. They had never heard of it. They never heard of the Bible. They never heard of Moses. They never heard of Mount Sinai. They never heard of Jesus. But they knew deep down the value of the Ten Commandments. Now that shouldn't surprise us, folks. Because as we just heard in this morning's reading from the Bible, although those Ten Commandments were given by God to the people of Israel through Moses on Mount Sinai, remember, they belong, those Ten Commandments belong to every rational person who seeks an upright, virtuous, moral way of life. They're carved not on stone, but on our hearts. Now, since Lent, since Lent is our time of moral and spiritual spring cleaning, I propose it's a good time to revive our allegiance to those Ten Commandments. Kind of afraid we don't give those Ten Commandments the urgent attention that they deserve. Do we teach them to our children as Moses charges? Do we use them to examine our own consciences regularly before a moral decision or before a good confession? Do, do I, as a priest, preach about those Ten Commandments enough? No. Well, I'm going to this morning. Now, some people think those Ten Commandments, see if you agree. Some people think those Ten Commandments are too negative. There's too many thou shalt nots. Well, look, if you see your little child reaching up 
to the stove to grab the burner, you will yell out, don't, don't do that, to spare the child being burned and hurt. Well, we're God's children, and we're playing with fire when we disobey those commandments. So no wonder the Lord bellows out, don't. But when you think about it, all those don'ts imply a do. So there's a positive side to those Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not have, I am the Lord thy God, thou shalt not have strange gods before me. Well, what's that mean? But to love, trust, and worship God alone as the one true God. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. What's that mean? Only use God's name in prayer and blessing and praise. Keep holy the Lord's day. Honor your father and mother. Those are already positive. Thou shalt not kill. Isn't that positively expressed to respect the sacredness of all human life? Thou shalt not commit adultery. Heed. We could say that positively. Heed the creator's design that sexual love is only intended between a man and woman in lifelong, loving, life-giving, faithful marriage. Thou shalt not steal or covet thy neighbor's goods. Well, there's a do to that. Treat others justly. Be grateful for what you got. Share it generously so that others aren't tempted to take it. And finally, thou... Thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor. Well, only speak honestly and fairly about others. So there's a positive side to those Ten Commandments. Others will often criticize the Ten Commandments by saying, ah, they were great before Christ. But we have a new Moses, Jesus, and he kind of did away with those Ten Commandments. Well, in view of the feast that we'll be celebrating two weeks from today on March 17th, let me just say about that, malarkey, all right? Jesus did not repeal the Ten Commandments. In fact, he validated them. He affirmed them. Remember when the rich young man came up to him and said, Master, what must I do to gain eternal life? He started reading the Ten Commandments, Jesus did, and saying, well, obey these Ten Commandments. Remember? And in fact, Jesus, when he summed up the great commandments, love God and love your neighbor, that was nothing but a crisp summary of the Ten Commandments. A number of decades ago, uh, a young woman who at that time was serving as Attorney General in the state of Maryland published an article that I keep handy. It was entitled, A Rebirth of Virtue. A Rebirth of Virtue. She, in this article that I frequently reread, she calls her a return to the basic essential code of conduct that is there at the very core of civilization and the human conscience. A respect for God's law is revealed on Mount Sinai a pursuit of virtue, a yearning, a yearning to do something simply because we ought to and to avoid something that we know is evil. She claims 
our nation's problems are not really economic or political. No, they're moral. They're moral. And she recounts how, as a little girl, her parents would teach her and her eight siblings those Ten Commandments. Her name is Kathleen Kennedy Townsend. She's the daughter of Robert and Ethel Kennedy. And I don't think that's bad counsel at all on this third Sunday of Lent. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made for us men and for our salvation, He came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who is spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come, amen. Let us pray. For Pope Francis, for our shepherd, Timothy, Cardinal Dolan, for all clergy, religious, and laity, that they may be holy and effective in their mission to draw all people to Christ, we pray to the Lord. That the culture of life flourish among all peoples of the world, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For peace among nations, and for those suffering the effects of war, especially in Ukraine, Israel, and Gaza, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the Cardinal's annual stewardship appeal. May its good works towards our ministries, schools, parishes, seminary, and priest retirement residences continue to be a beacon of hope and love to our community Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For every faithful and generous supporter of the appeal, may God pour out every spiritual blessing in the heavens on them and their families, and may they support and may their support continue to be a source of inspiration for the faithful of New York. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all of our beloved dead, especially, especially, Alexei Navalny, Navalny, that they may enjoy the fullness of eternal life 
we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We seek the powerful intercession of Our Lady of Sorrows at the foot of the cross on Calvary with Jesus, of St. Joseph, her spouse, during this month of March dedicated to him, of St. Patrick, our patron whose feast nears, and of St. Thomas Aquinas the, as the 750th anniversary of his passing nears, through Christ our Lord. Pray now that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, our Almighty Father. Be pleased, O Lord, with these sacrificial offerings, and grant that we who beseech pardon for our own sins may take care to forgive our neighbor through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, 
Lord, Heavenly Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord, when he asked that Samaritan woman for water at the well to drink, he had already created the gift of faith within her. And so ardently did he thirst for her faith that he kindled within her the fire of divine love. And so we too give you thanks as with angels, archangels, saints of heaven, we praise your mighty deeds as we now acclaim. fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. As we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Timothy, our bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, 
with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, St. Patrick, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages. We may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. pray from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress. Expectantes beatum spam et adventum salvatoris nostri Jesu Christi. Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, <clears throat> my peace I give you, look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. <clears throat> Let us offer each other the sign of peace.
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed.
Please join in singing our communion hymn, which can also be found in the blue St. Michael's hymnal. It's hymn number 594, Jesus, Priest and Victim. As we receive the pledge of things yet hidden, hidden in heaven, and are nourished while still here on earth with that bread that comes from on high, we humbly entreat you, O Lord, that what is being brought about within us in mystery may come to true completion through Christ our Lord. glad we prayed at the uh, prayers of the faithful uh, and for the success of the Cardinal's annual stewardship appeal that's so essential for us here in these acres of the Lord's Vineyard we call the Archdiocese of New York. We've got benefactors here with us this morning who have been mighty generous in the past, so I'm glad they are to hear our words of gratitude to God for them. The Lord be with you. Through the intercession of our sorrowful Mother Mary at the foot of the cross, the intercession of St. Joseph, her spouse, whom we especially venerate this month of March. The intercession of St. Patrick, our patron, whose feast we anticipate. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
Go forth. The Mass is ended. Please join in singing our recessional hymn, which is also in the Blue St. Michael's Hymnal. Hymn number 661, O God, our help in ages past. 